Welcome to Fellowship 1-7, a biblical podcast from Child Evangelism Fellowship for the Christian community. On this podcast, we discuss various biblical topics, passages, and truths, and how those truths have impacted the lives of people around the world. I'm your host, Elizabeth Griggs. Today, we'll be sitting down with Lynn Herline and discussing who CEF is. So, Lynn, can you tell us a little bit about your role at CEF? Yes, I am the Associate Director of Education and the Children's Ministries Institute Director. Okay, so that is your current role. And have you been involved with CEF for a while? Yes, full-time. I've been in the ministry 40 years this month. And um, as a child, I was a good news clubber, so I attended my grandmother's good news club starting at age four. That's amazing. All right. So as uh, an employee or a volunteer, how were you involved? What various roles did you fill? Well, as I said, I started in Good News Club, and I did that up through my elementary years. But then when I was 12, I attended our Christian Youth in Action training program. And so I began to learn how to teach children myself and helped teach five-day clubs in the summer, Good News Clubs in the winter. And I continued doing that throughout my high school and into my college years as well. So I was a volunteer in a lot of different areas um, until I actually attended the Institute after graduating from college. And you were involved as a missionary as well, correct? Yes, I also served in East and Central Africa for six years. Okay, that is awesome. Well, thank you for spreading the gospel everywhere you went, literally. Uh, That is an amazing history and an amazing story to tell. Mm -hmm. So I would say from my perspective that you're pretty familiar with CEF and all the inner workings and everything and how to conduct a good news club and go on the mission field Mm -hmm. and all those amazing Mm -hmm. roles that you filled. So... With that being said, uh, what would you say is the vision of CEF as a ministry? Well, our vision is every child, every nation, every day. And our purpose is to reach the boys and girls with the gospel who are not attending a local church and to help them to be first evangelized, discipled, and established in a local church for Christian growth. But that every child, every nation, every day is our vision to see the boys and girls reached in every place around the world. And do you know a little bit of a history of how we came to this statement? I do. Uh, So back in 2007, uh, the president, Reese Kaufman at the time, got together with our regional directors and said, what is our goal? For the next 10 years, what is a goal that we need to have in order to reach 100 million children? And this has to be a goal that's big enough that only God could do it. And so the men went and prayed and came back together and said, we need to be in every country of the world in 10 years, in 2017. And so it was as a result of that that they said we want to reach every child in every nation and to have ongoing ministry every single day. So that's where it came from. But what it looked like then was every child, Mm -hmm. that makes sense, every nation is opening up more than 50 new countries in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a big God-sized a task because in some of our regions, the areas that were still left were very, very difficult because 
of Islam and mm. other persecution that was taking place. So to actually get a work established, not just to say we had some clubs, right. but that we actually had everyday ministry going on with a board and committee, with a worker, with clubs happening, that had to all be taken into consideration and happening in order to declare it open. And then the every day was not just that, yes, we have good news clubs that are going all day, every day, but it was the thought was that boys and girls would be in God's word for themselves. And that's also when we had some of our wonder products, the wonder devotional books and such were written around those same times. And the idea was that the children themselves, even if they were not in a good news club on that day, that every day each child would have the opportunity to learn from God's word. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, I mean, that informed me of quite a lot. I didn't know about that whole history. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is a good statement. <laughs> but knowing that, it puts so much more depth into it. I mean, it's already an in-depth mm-hmm. statement just mm-hmm. because of, you know, CEF's origins and how CEF came about. Um, on that note, how would you say that CEF has impacted the world? I know you mentioned Mm -hmm. these new countries that Mm -hmm. opened up. How Mm -hmm. maybe have you witnessed that on a personal level? I would say I have been able to watch this even growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, and seeing when we were in 50 countries or 60 countries and thinking, wow, and and 3,000 children were being reached. But as God began to open new doors, and a lot of that came through our training and equipping and supporting our national workers as well. So sending missionaries overseas, but then eventually turning that over the work over to the national missionaries and watching them do the training. Because of living in East and Central Africa, I was able to see new areas where we didn't even know where they were, villages that were being trained to reach the children. And then those individuals later on getting so excited that they began to work with us first as volunteer, but then as full-time workers. And some of them today, even next week, those that we trained in the 90s, there's one that I'm thinking of specifically from our region who's going to be the new regional director. Oh, that's amazing. You know, so you watch God multiply through the training, but the equipping was really important too in getting materials to those individuals so that they had what they needed to teach the clubs because Mm -hmm. in many places for many years that's another whole story (laughs) um, there was very limited amounts of materials that were made available for our overseas workers and now they have the same beautiful uh, flashcards and powerpoints and those kinds of things that they can use in their clubs and through boxes of books that we send the materials out teachers are able to get what they need Mm -hmm. to effectively minister to children and that's been huge and then you add to that the supported aspect Mm -hmm. of sponsoring a national missionary so that they can stay where they're at and reach the people in their own culture in their own language with an understanding um, that's far better than when a missionary from another country comes in yeah there's there's so many barriers to overcome, but in training those individuals, it has really caused the work to go forward. Yeah, for sure. And so we've seen it, the growth of CEF, the growth of mm-hmm. just new 
believers in mm-hmm. Jesus, children mm-hmm. coming to trust mm-hmm. in Jesus. Um, could you maybe explain a little bit of how we came to the conclusion that children can trust Jesus? Because mm-hmm. I know it's a very popular belief mm-hmm. that, no, you have to be you know, a preteen or whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. all these different sure. Sure. So could you elaborate Yes. So it began in uh, the 1920s with our founder, J. Irvin Overholzer. He was a pastor. He did not believe children could be saved. But God began to work in his own heart because as a 12-year-old, he thought he needed to, to join the church in order to be a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was told, you're too young. And so he decided, if I can't be a Christian, then I'm just going to live any way I want. Yeah. And so for the next several years, until he was 20, um, he went his own way. And then God got a hold of his heart, and then he was reading um, um, some servant sermons from a Spurgeon. And it said, a child of five, if properly instructed, can as savingly believe and be regenerated as an adult can. And he said, oh, Spurgeon, you're wrong. But he decided, because God wouldn't let him forget that, he would do a test. And so he began going to children who were not from Christian homes. Mm -hmm. And he began to share the gospel with them. And one after one after, you know, another, they began to put their faith in Christ. And it was when a mother of two little girls that he'd led to the Lord showed up at a church revival meeting that Mm -hmm. they were having and put her faith in Christ. He asked, what made you decide to follow Jesus? And she said, it was the changed lives of my my two daughters. And he had specifically instructed them, don't tell anybody about your decision. Many years later, those two girls and a neighbor girl took part in some training that Mr. O was doing to train workers to reach the children. And the two, one of the little girls came up to him and said, or she was a young lady, uh, you told us not to tell anybody, but we told each other. And so their, their commitment that they had made, they knew that the Lord had saved them. And that was the beginning. Scripture is full of, of illustrations of believing for mm-hmm. salvation, and it does not give an age. Um, a lot of times people think, well, because with the bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah that it's 12 or 13 years of age before a child can really understand. And, and psychologically, there are things that are taught um, educationally mm-hmm. that children can't understand abstract concepts, therefore they can't understand the message of salvation. But just like we teach children how to do math or to tell time using concrete examples, the same is true with the gospel, using illustrations that relate to their lives about what sin is, because that is a hard concept. It is. Um, And helping them to see it's when you go your way instead of God's ways. And here's some things that kids do that Mm -hmm. show that we're going our own way. And when they begin to understand that and understand that Jesus died for them, they get it. Yeah. And they don't have all of this junk built up that, well, I've got to be good enough. I've got to do enough. Um, They take it in simple faith. Yeah. And there are lots and lots of testimonies of children who've put their faith in Christ and have continued to walk with them. And I'm one of them. I was five and my Sunday school teacher had been trained by CEF. And I put my faith in Christ, and I remember running up the steps on, 
at the church and meeting my mom coming down and saying, I just asked Jesus to be my savior. And that memory is vivid. And mm -hmm. God has been with me yeah. all of these many, many years now. And I know I've seen it happen in other children's lives too. Well, that's awesome. I love, I love seeing how one, a relationship with Jesus can start with this simple Bible lesson, what we perceive as a simple mm -hmm. Bible mm -hmm. lesson, but it's just scripture being breathed into children on their level. Uh, and then seeing how it's expanded from you know, our local level into this amazing exactly. global ministry mm -hmm. that many denominations get to come together mm -hmm. and just love on kids mm -hmm. and be Jesus to mm -hmm. them. And um, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind how God can use something like that. And starting with something even as simple as you know, Good News Club, exactly. where it's just getting into schools and talking to children, exactly. and then it goes from there. It's just And amazing. the thing about the Good News Club is it in every Good News Club, the child is going to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. But the, the Bible is full, full, full of lessons to be learned as we walk with God. And mm -hmm. so the Good News Club becomes a discipleship program. Yeah. And I know personally there are things that i know today that i learned in good news club that were absolute foundational truths that kept me from doing things i knew i shouldn't do yeah. because of verses i learned lessons that we had been taught and god continues to be faithful with his word and helping children to recognize once i know jesus i can walk with him mm -hmm. for the rest of my life and in a world that we live in today they need that. They do. They do. Well, thank you for joining us today and just sharing a brief little bit about who CEF is. I know there is so much more to who CEF is, but thank you for sharing your story and your perspective. Um, if you would like to learn more about who CEF is and what we believe, you can visit cefonline.com slash about. This will also be linked in the show notes. And be sure to check out our children's podcast, Unite Kids Radio, where we unite kids with the gospel through adventures and foundational biblical truths. Give us a like on this podcast and subscribe to keep up to date on both this podcast and the kids program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.